Welcome to the Sacred Roots Podcast. I am your host, Elie de Bosson. I'm the founder of the Sacred Roots Modern Mystery School, energy healer, international author, and speaker. It is my passion to bring to you ancient and modern wisdom to help you live a soul-led life in alignment with who you came here to be and lead an abundant business, but the feminine way, with flow, ease, and intuition. This podcast is a sacred space where we are going to connect over solo episodes and with powerful guests that will empower and enlighten you on your spiritual path. Thank you so much for having me in your private space. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the teachings and integration practices that are coming your way now. Welcome, my beautiful soul, for another episode of the Sacred Roots Podcast. I'm really excited because today I'm actually going to talk about a topic that is really, really dear to my heart. We're going to talk about beauty, and not just physical beauty, but beauty in general. Living in a beautiful home, having beautiful clothes, looking at a beautiful sunset, being in front of an amazing, stunning landscape, making your food look beautiful on your plates. Because there's a really strong connection between beauty and spirituality. And to be honest, everything that I'm going to share here really comes from my own personal experience and what I have learned and discovered on my journey. Because I'm a Libra, and if you know a little bit about astrology, not that I know so much about it, even though I'm very interested in it and I want to learn more about it, and I'm learning month after month a bit more, one of the many things that I'm learning. <laughs> I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to learning new things, although we do have a lot of wisdom inside of you too, inside of us too. Anyways, as a true Libra, I love beauty. Libras are really known to be all around beauty and creativity and this is who I am. I'm someone that's really creative. I create these podcasts, I create books, I create programs, I create schools, I create songs, I create food. You should see me cooking when I cook. It's like I definitely don't follow the recipe, I just create. Sometimes it's a disaster and sometimes it's absolutely amazing. And that's just part of who I am. I'm that creative soul. And I'm also that beautiful soul. And I love beauty. And for a long, long time, I actually had an inner conflict with beauty. And so that's why I really wanted to record this podcast for you, because I'm realizing that a lot of women have a bit of a conflict with beauty. And so if this is you, this podcast is going to give you peace. My idea of beauty is that beauty meant expensive. Every time I would go to a store, I would see something that I absolutely adored and I was like, wow, this is stunning. This is so beautiful. I want this. And guess what? It would be the most expensive item in the whole store. Like it would make my mother laugh. It would make my friends laugh. Now it's making my husband laugh. I always like the most expensive things in stores. Well, of course, they're stunning. <laughs> I just have an eye for beauty. A little side story about that. When I was something like, I don't know, 15 years old, 
my parents said to me, okay, we are going to renovate your room because you've been in this room for 15 years and nothing has changed. So you're going to get, we had carpets on the floor so I could choose the carpet, the color of the carpet. I could choose the curtains. Uh, we changed a little bit of the furniture. We made like built-in uh, closets. And um, I said to my parents, okay, I really want a dark red carpet. My parents were like, um, you're, you're crazy. That's not a color of a carpet that you put in a room. And now I can also see how that red color was actually something that I needed because as a teenager, life was hard for me as a very empathic and sensitive soul. Uh, yeah, I think life is hard for every teenager anyways. I'm not saying my life was harder. I also had a lot of privileges, but life is just harder as a teenager. You don't know who you are. And so I had a tendency to really hide in my little bubble, in my fantasy world, in my dream world, which I now recognize to be my world with my spirit guides. But I didn't know that at a time. So I would write songs, imagine, contemplate life, think about things. I was really in my head dreaming a lot. And that was an escape for me. So I was very ungrounded. And red is the color of the muladhara, the root chakra. And so that was actually perfect to ground me back so that I could walk on this red color because a color is also frequency. And so that was very grounding for me. So that's another side note in the side story. But basically my parents said, that's not really a color for a bedroom. I was like, please, 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 please. I really want a red carpet. I think it's going to be stunning. I think it's going to be beautiful. They were like, okay, well, let's go to your carpet store and you can choose the color. And it was that beautiful Bordeaux, deep red. Imagine the color of like beautiful red wine. It was stunning. I absolutely adored it. It was not too dark either. It was very warm, very like comfy as well. And then I could choose the curtains. And so, of course, the curtains had flowers, obviously, and they were light blue with some uh, red flowers. And the red of the flowers was very close to the red of the carpet. So it was stunning together. It was pretty bold. <laughs> I'll give you that one for free. Having a bedroom with red carpet and like big red roses in, on the curtains was pretty bold. But once my parents put it together, they were like, I guess it's her room, so we're going to let her decide. They were like, wow, this is stunning. You have an eye. They actually loved it so much that they took that same carpet and put it everywhere on the stairs and in other rooms of the house. And those curtains that I told you about, my brother is now using them in his flat. <laughs> so that's just to show you how sometimes we have that innate sense for beauty, for aesthetics. And I was gifted with that as a Libra. And I discovered in my human design that it's also written there in my gate 48, which is the gate of depth, which is why I love to dive deep into everything, but which is also the gate of the interior designer. Just a little side story to show you really how I vibe with beauty. But because I vibe with beauty so much, I realized that beauty meant expensive. And so when I would go to the store with my mother, with my friend or with my husband and see, that, see the price tag and see that it was the highest price tag of the store, I would push back. I would say, okay, no, it's, it's not for me. Because I thought I didn't deserve to buy myself beautiful things. I thought it was material and expensive and I made a connection of material also meaning superficial and superficial means the opposite of depth 
And like I just explained, I'm a deep person. Depth is like my sun in my human design, my conscious sun. And it's one of my main values. When you talk to me, you are going to have a deep conversation. I don't even do it on purpose. I always ask deep questions. That's just who I am. I went to the birthday of a friend a few months ago and everyone was celebrating him. And then I was like, all right, let's put you on the hot seat. What was your best memory of the year? What was your worst memory? What are you calling in for the year? Um, what is your biggest fear at this point? And everyone was like, oh my God, she's going deep with her questions. We're just celebrating. Everyone's happy. It's light. It's playful. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to go into the deep things. And the birthday, when you're celebrating your birthday, it's perfect to ask yourself all those questions. So I'm always there for the deep stuff. You know that. That's probably why you love my podcast, because you know I go deep into things. So long story short, I was then rejecting beauty because I was me letting it mean that it was the opposite of depth. And depth was more important to me than beauty. So then I went full on into being someone that was really deep, but that, was, that wasn't really taking care of the beauty in her life. Until that caught up to me and I was like, man, I love beauty. I love beautiful things. Living in a beautiful environment just lifts me up. I think that the purpose of life is to see beauty, is to create beauty. And I was really having those two thoughts inside of me. And it was a huge conflict. Until I realized I didn't have to choose. I could actually be both. I should actually crave beauty and have beauty and create beauty. And I could actually also be really deep. Because it's important to understand that we are designed in a way that is perfect. We don't have to choose parts of ourselves over others. We can be both. If you love beauty and depth, you're designed like that. And it's also interesting to see that in human design, that gate 48 is about beauty and depth. Because they are meant to go together. Deep things are beautiful. And superficial things that are beautiful can also be fun and acceptable. Once you choose to really honor all of who you are and see how these two parts that might be conflicting can dance together, that's really when you step into alignment. Into alignment with who you came here to be. And then the second thing that I invite you to look at is nature. We receive so many teachings from nature, but isn't nature absolutely beautiful? Isn't that amazing creation from source absolutely stunning? When you are in pure wild nature, looking at a landscape from on the top of a hill, the top of a mountain, or looking at a sunset, aren't you astonished? Sunsets still blow me away. I don't know how it's possible to have so many beautiful colors. It's mind-blowing. I'm so impressed every time I look at a sunset, when there is an actual sunset and there are no clouds, or just a little bit of clouds because then it shows the colors. It's nice too. Life is beauty. Look at your body. My God, your body is so beautiful. A naked body is so beautiful. I used to do naked drawing because I took some drawing classes at some point. And I loved to do naked drawing because a body is so beautiful. 
It's so perfect, all the shapes, uh, symmetry, proportions, the way it comes together. I, I love a naked body and there's really no um, sexual or like sensuality around that. It's really just for the beauty of a body. If life is beautiful, then aren't we meant to co-create beauty with life? Now, of course, beauty can be really personal and beauty doesn't need to be expensive. Beauty can be really simple. I'm actually now living a life that is more and more minimalistic. And I love that. I think that's incredibly beautiful. A woman that is crying and having all her mascara rolling down her cheeks is actually really, really beautiful. There's beauty in that. Beauty doesn't just mean aesthetics. It can mean expensive and aesthetics. But it's also very personal to you. It's your taste. And finally, I want to share with you that beauty is a frequency. And every time you see beauty, every time the beauty of frequency touches your heart, something is happening on an alchemical level. I know you feel it because you're going, oh, wow, this sunset. Oh, wow, this dress. Oh, wow, you look stunning today. Oh, wow, I love my hair like this. Wow, this book was beautiful. This story was beautiful. Oh, wow, this song made me cry. That's how beautiful it is. Sometimes I watch people dance on Instagram because I love dancing and watching dancing videos. And I cry because I think, wow, that's so beautiful. Beauty is making you cry because it's touching your heart. Because it's healing. Because it's reminding you of the magic of this planet, the magic of this life. And so when you devote yourself to creating beauty, you're actually gifting the earth with a higher frequency. You're elevating the frequency of the earth by elevating your own frequency. So beauty is healing. Beauty participates in the ascension of the earth and humans. Beauty is actually incredibly important as we step into this new earth that we are creating. Because when you create beauty, you touch someone's heart. They feel something that impacts their energy, that elevates their frequency, their emotions. Whether it's singing, cooking, dancing, doing art, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Have beauty in mind. Because I think beauty is really a value and a frequency that has been forgotten or that we don't talk about enough, but it's incredibly powerful. It touches us directly. And so that also means that you need to take care of your own beauty with a beautiful dress, with a beautiful, wearing beautiful earrings, wearing beautiful lipstick. Because when you wear beautiful things and you make yourself beautiful in your own unique way, if for you beauty means being very nude with your makeup, which is more my kind of style. Nude with a little bit of mascara, sometimes lipstick. That's beauty for me. And I feel beautiful. And when you feel beautiful, oh my God, you become unstoppable. Did you ever notice that when you were putting on that very beautiful, sexy dress where you think you look stunning in, you walk differently, your shoulders are more up, you're more confident, you're more proud of yourself? Imagine feeling like that every single day. When you feel like that, 
you talk differently. You put a different energy in your conversations, in your social media, in your newsletter, in the podcast you're recording, in the book you're writing. You're showing up differently. You're much more magnetic. People are going to send that confidence, that love, that attraction back to you. When you take care of your beauty for women, it's one of the fastest ways for us to connect with our power, to connect with our sovereignty. And ancient priestesses knew that very, very, very well. Let's have a look at ancient Egypt. You know I always talk about ancient Egypt. I love that time and I've lived many lifetimes in ancient Egypt. You probably know that if you've listened to other episodes Ancient priestesses in Egypt, they would spend a lot of time taking care of their physicality, of their beauty. They would put that line on their eye. And they had a lot of teachings of how to take care of their hair. To the point that priestesses were also known to be hairdressers. Hathor has an amazing hairstyle that she took from Ninhursag. I mean, there's a really strong connection between these two goddesses. Ninhursag is a goddess from um, old Sumeria. But we don't need to dive into that today. But anyways, they had a very... Uh, they had a lot of skills and a lot of knowledge around hairdressing because they knew that when you take care of your hair, you feel more beautiful. And the hair is part of your beauty. When you go to the hairdresser and someone takes care of your hair, how do you feel after right? You feel different. You feel beautiful. You feel more powerful. You're more magnetic. You become unstoppable. And there's a whole, if you look into the myth of Isis and Osiris, when Isis was looking for all the pieces of Osiris that said had spread around the country, in the long story, you actually see or learn that Isis went to the palace where Osiris was hidden in one of the pillars, whatever, she knew that he was there. And in order to become friends with all the women from the palace, she was doing their hair because she couldn't tell them that she was Isis. They would be too impressed and that would get in the way of um, her goal, which was to gather all the pieces of set back together. And so in order to befriend them, she was doing their hair. She was making them feel beautiful. She was a hairdresser. She was also a priestess. Ancient priestesses had so much knowledge around beauty and hairdressing because they knew that your body is your temple. It's where your soul resides. Your body is your soul. So take care of it. When you make yourself beautiful, you are then going to create beauty in your day and bring beauty to the earth, which is so important. So, 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 so important. So as I realized all of that, I was like, oh my God, beauty is now my number one priority with being all about depth. And they really go hand in hand, actually. Human design was trying to teach me that, but now I have really embodied that truth because I experienced it, I journeyed with this. Beauty is also all about stimulating your senses, your eyes when you see something beautiful, your ears when you hear something beautiful, your touch when you touch cashmere and you're like, wow, this is so soft, this is music to my ears or beauty to my eyes. 
And so the more you're connected to your senses, the more you're connected to your body. The more you're connected to your soul, your body is your soul. So this is really my invitation for you, my darling, to come back to being beautiful, taking care of your beauty, creating beauty, allowing yourself to live in a beautiful environment. Because when you live in a beautiful environment, you feel different. You're going to act differently. You're going to align with what's happening inside of you, with your soul, with your purpose much more. Our environments impact us so, 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 so much. Especially if you have an open G center in your human design chart, um, your environment is everything because you're super permeable to your environment. It's super important to live in a place that uplifts you, that makes you feel excited, beautiful, empowered, sexy, unstoppable, limitless, expanded. So I think you got the message. Bring beauty into your life. Allow yourself to call in beauty because it is one of the most healing frequencies and beauty really participates in elevating the frequency of the earth, the healing of the earth, the ascension that we are all on now. So let's be spiritual and witchy and also incredibly beautiful. I'll talk to you really soon.